How's it going? Oh, sorry, I said guys. I meant single person. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are no multiple uh, entities listening to this. Oh no, I think you were you were talking to their ears, assuming oh. that they have two functional ears. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we record in mono, so each of their ears is getting an equal stream of our audio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Because it is just one person listening. Correct. But hey, listener, uh, welcome back and welcome to General Snobbery. Um, we, we're mixing it up a little bit today. I don't know if you got that from the title, um, but uh, we are did. not talking about a specific movie, which is uh, our normal thing to do. However, mm-hmm. we're not in totally uncharted territory. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, we at General Snobbery like to break the form and actually actually go into the the generality of this snobbery because. You know, if we do films over and over again, it's good, and we get some general ideas in there. But every once in a while, we go outside those boundaries, such as um, many, many moons ago when Matt hiked a good portion of the Appalachian Trail, and upon returning, I more or less interviewed him about his experience out there, and we kind of talked about traveling and all that good shit, and so now we're kind of uh, turning turning the tables. Yeah, we are spinning the bottle, as it were, and uh, getting ready to... T- <laughs> To take a tooth out. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to be interviewing Sean about his recent experience of being at Coachella. <laughs> Coachella, the uh, the great festival of liberation that, you know, just eschews all notions of consumerism and cultural mm-hmm. appropriation for the sake of uh, general expression of the human spirit. Yeah. There's no capitalist influence whatsoever at Coachella. No, you definitely can't find a raise your vibe uh, t-shirt from <laughs> produced from a sweatshop in, <laughs> in Asia somewhere. I can't believe what's that brand. What's the brand? Spiritual but... gangster. Spiritual gangster. Spiritual gangster. Oh, yeah. Right. This, uh, this listener, if you're joining us for the first time is this has a bit of a legacy in general snobbery. If you tune back many, many, many episodes ago, we talked about spiritual gangster, which is a brand, a clothing brand that, Matt loathed so much that he dedicated a significant portion of his life to trolling their Instagram. Yeah. And in that episode, we recapped some of his his favorite moments of his trolling. Oh, that was a a good time in my life and a good snob. Uh, (laughs) It was. It was. (laughs) And I think something particularly funny about that one, Sean, you pointed out, I think there was something wrong with my USB port. Like, I think there was just like dust in it. So the audio is a little weird. And it sounds like I have either a a bad lisp or a really bad cold. And so it just makes my status all the lower. And I just (laughs) seem like literally like a troll just getting angry at people. (laughs) <laughs> could, could we give our, our listener our uninitiated listener just a quick insight into why you loathe spiritual gangster so much yeah i i basically loathe spiritual gangster for the very reason that you mocked coachella just now which by the way <laughs> listener sean did not go to coachella i did um, not <laughs> um but this uh this idea of like selling significant experience and pretending like the motive is not simply capitalistic profit and so spiritual gangster makes these clothes to like hey 
raise your vibe, man. You know, find your tribe. Live yeah. a life that's that reflects the light that lives in you. And by the way, buy our fucking shit. Yeah, buy yeah. our extremely expensive t-shirts. Yeah, so really it's just about making money. Yeah, and there's just the whole gangster motif. Oh, yeah, very dumb. Very dumb, yeah, and also just a... Uh, Incorrect. Really, really loaded with historical violence and not <laughs> yeah. something to be lauded. It's essentially appropriating some of the darker sides of African-American culture to sell spiritual clothing to, like, wealthy white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, we could go down that rabbit hole, but that's already been done. Exactly. Um, but the rabbit hole we're going down this time is actually Burning Man. So, yes. Sean, you recently went to Burning Man. I did. I went to Burning Man 2018, whose theme was iRobot. Really? Yeah, there's a different like theme every year, and this one was iRobot, which apparently was controversial because mm. some seasoned burners as they're called ooh. thought like ooh like i robot that's antithetical to the spirit of burning man and what is the spirit of burning man well that is a good question um what this is this is yeah this is kind of where i feel like i mentioned this before we started recording i feel like i know a lot about burning man and i feel like i know nothing about burning man mm-hmm. and it's that sort of thing that makes me think i know nothing cuz i i don't I've just seen pictures and it looks amazing, but I don't know anything of like the theme behind it. There was one night when I was out on the playa, the playa as it's called. Ah, um, sweet. <laughs> and I felt that I was on a quest to find the heart of Burning Man. Interesting. Yeah. And we could, we could get into that. But I think that your point is an interesting one because I definitely went in with that mentality. It was like, I know what Burning Man is, but I have no fucking idea what Burning Man is because... There's a weird mystique around it. Like you can see pictures and stuff, but you know, people are like, oh no, it's not a music festival. It's not like Coachella. And uh-huh. um, it seems to occupy its own space in like the realm of festivals. And after having gone, the word festival does not seem to be accurate <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, makes so, sense. So I think I think what could be interesting is maybe uh, if you could speak some of like your thoughts on what what you think it is like and i can you know concur or detract yeah so i i for a long time thought it was just like another coachella i was like oh these these like desert locations within a day's drive from la and like phoenix and las vegas like just have these like occasional like desert concerts where it's like people go basically to just amp up their social media and it's this like weird like kind of kind of like opportunity for like people who are like quote creators or like quote influencers like youtube personalities are always like going there to like be cool so that's what Mm -hmm. that's what i think of coachella and i thought burning man was just like another coachella but then i've seen like bits and pieces of like a documentary from like vice and like pictures and stuff and um like the i see that it's like more art related these like massive sculptures and like art things that people bring like at one point i saw this like art thing this guy made where it was just like these giant like animals made out of wood like running i was like what (laughs) (laughs) and like just the sight of it is beautiful and so it seemed to me almost this like it's more like an art festival and somehow it has this like deeper meaning and so i think that's where it both made sense and and kind of was elusive to me because I, I don't feel like I can say much beyond that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
yeah, art's like a huge component of it without a doubt. Like I think a lot of people get there like a week or two weeks before like the official beginning of Burning Man and they set up all these really insane art installations in the weirdest landscape I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. It feels like you're on the fucking moon. Like it's just vast expanse of, I guess, desert, but it's not like sandy desert. It's just this hard surface that has dust in it. There's like frequent dust storms. So that's why people have goggles and like handkerchiefs on their faces all the time. It's like partly the style, but partly like practical purposes to protect yourself from like really, really insane dust storms where you will completely lose sense of where you are and possibly even who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so these really wild art displays are out on that's what's what's called the playa it's just like a big vast expanse over which people are constantly biking biking and like using other modes of transportation because it's like several miles in diameter Mm -hmm. and the art displays are like interactive like it's not just like you walk up to it and they're like oh wow that's cool it's like here's a giant spider and oh there's a ladder like i'm gonna climb up into this giant spider and there's a slide down it wow <laughs> you slide down or she like love. <laughs> is that the lord of the rings <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was thinking of aragog <laughs> <laughs> and there was like this big led like rainbow and it would like have different messages across the rainbow but there was like a way to climb up onto the rainbow so people would climb up there and like overlook the expanse and um gosh there is so much shit it's so hard to describe (laughs) and that's i think why no one knows what it is because it is actually impossible to describe okay to any like sufficient extent so something you said kind of brought back some images because i've seen a lot of pictures of it um because if you remember i mentioned like i was for a while i was like writing this story that had to do with like a burning man or coachella sort of place and now, the, based on the stuff you've said about Burning Man, I realize that the story that I was thinking kind of has to take place at Coachella. Uh, yeah, it seems more Coachella-esque. Yeah, because <laughs> it seems – I again, I, I only know Burning Man basically from what you've just said, but it seems that I have a respect for it. Um, and I don't think I respect Coachella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, Burning Man to me seems like – um, while I have not seen, this is going to be kind of hard and I'm going to have to rely on some movie stuff here. Um, but whenever I see pictures of Burning Man, something about it, I don't know if it's like the fact that there are these like odd art displays mixed with like people on weird vehicles and uh-huh. people like wearing clothing that seems to be kind of piecemeal, like the goggles and like the handkerchiefs and stuff. To me, it reminds me very much of like a post-apocalyptic world. So like, yeah, yeah there's some strong Mad Max vibes going. Yes, on. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's even a place called the Thunderdome. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I went there one night with friends because I heard that people just fight in it. <laughs> so I went and like they had this broad display of like intense Mad Max music and people wearing like leather and like weird shit and doing some funky ass interpretive dances, and they set. Two people up, people who volunteer to do this within this Thunderdome, which is like a dome of like triangular 
bars uh-huh. that people like climb in order to watch. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they set these two volunteers up on essentially swings mm-hmm. at opposing sides. And two of like the Thunderdome people will just launch these people at each other. And the people are holding jousting sticks and they just start beating the shit out of each other. Really? Like, as they are colliding in midair. And like the whole time you're just thinking someone's going to collide heads and like knock someone unconscious. But yeah, that's like, that was the vibe of that place was like, this is where you go if you want to like fight primally and like people in the crowd were like yeah kill him kill him really so, like there was that but then on the other side of the playa is the temple uh. where people are sitting down like meditating and like weeping over like loved ones lost as some guys playing a sitar and another woman is with dreadlocks and basically no clothing on is doing some interpretive dance uh, it's it's like there's no one thing that can define the place. It's infinite avenues of expression. Hmm. Okay, that's kind of the impression that I've gotten when again I started doing research and I learned that Coachella and Burning Man were different because it was like the art. Again, I, I keep saying art, and I mean that in a very, very broad way. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's accurate. Yeah, you so I love that phrase, infinite avenues of expression at Burning Man, whereas I, I don't wanna I'm not trying to like keep side railing this to like make fun of Coachella. Cause I know nothing I mean, about I'd, it. I'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would, uh, but Coachella to me seems like, um, Brochella, Brochella, Brochella. Oh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> it seems to me like that is, um, one avenue of expression. Yeah. Masqueraded as infinite avenues of expression. Something like I, that's that. that's my sense of it too uh-huh. um yeah i mean it's you know like it's a music festival it's like lineups it's mm-hmm. like these bands at this stage these bands at this stage and like you know people i think will wear funky outfits and stuff and like you know a lot of feathers and glitter and like native american appropriated outfits yeah and whatnot and you know people will take drugs and i'm sure there's places for like edm and places for like your mainstream acts and they get some big fucking acts every year. But yeah, I mean, people are going and they're dancing and taking drugs and, um, it's pretty much, it seems pretty limited to that. Like, I'm sure people have cool, interesting conversations, but you know, they, they're going and, and partying within the boundaries of a music festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Burning Man is not a music festival at all. I see. Is there is there any are there any live musical performances in the sense of like Oh yeah. Like aside well uh what do those look like? Yeah, there's constant music going on. Um so there's things called art cars mm-hmm. and people go all out with these things. They're vehicles that will drive around the playa and they're essentially they range from very small like there's <laughs> There's this one. <laughs> did this the one you're going to describe? Can I just ask when you saw it? Did you start laughing really hard? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I when just, I, I when it. I saw this one that I am about to describe, it's like something clicked, and all of a sudden I understood Burning Man to a new level. Uh, because I mean, there's Burning Man during the day, and then at night everything's lit up, <laughs> and there's all these lights and movement throughout the playa. And I went out with this this guy who basically became a mentor figure for me throughout. <laughs> The uh, the festival. He was a, uh, a Swiss German psychiatrist. What? Oh my god! Of course he was. <laughs> he had been to Burning Man like six times, and like he brought me out of the playa at night and kind of showed me what it was all about. And I, I looked around at one point, and 
amidst all the amazing overwhelming things i saw this this pac-man ghost that was just moving across <laughs> the playa like i mean far larger than me you know like a big <laughs> pac-man ghost fully lit up that was just like moving amidst all these lights wow <laughs> and it, like changed from like the red one to the blue one really and yeah and like from a distance there was no sense of the car around it it was just the pac-man ghost moving through the darkness that's amazing so that's like an art car but then at a broader level or a bigger level there's these big big art cars with huge huge speaker systems and they're just blasting music and lasers through the sky and there's like hundreds if not thousands of people gathered around them just dancing their faces off and like wearing the weirdest outfits that you've ever seen in your life and it really conjures the sense of a different planet and a alien species that's amazing and like it's also wild because i think everyone seems like most people have the perception that everyone goes to burning man and just like fucks Mm -hmm. like has sex with each other and so like i expected these dance floors would just be like really sloppy you know like just people grinding and just doing basically that whole thing. But mm-hmm. it was fascinating. Like I noticed more and more through the week that people were just kind of dancing on their own. Like they just kind of be there doing their own thing. And like I wasn't I, you really don't see people like going up to other people, you know, and grabbing their hips and grinding and stuff. Yeah. Like people were just kind of like expressing themselves in their own way. That's cool. And I talked to several people who had been experienced, like been several times, and they say the whole sexual thing is more of a myth than anything. Hmm. And probably more related to the fact that huge amounts of people just walk around completely naked. Okay, that's what I, I've like, again, seen pictures. And uh, when I, <laughs> that's going to make a stupid joke. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, so like, like looking at Burning Man, like I've seen pictures and it's just like, Hordes of people riding bikes naked and like, yeah. you know, all sorts of stuff like this. So that is part of it. People just kind of walk around naked sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's part of it. And like, it maybe took a little bit till I saw naked people and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that 57-year-old man is just completely naked right there. Wow. Just walking around in the sun. And then one day I was biking around and so there's like the playa, which is the big open space. And mm-hmm. it's framed by this horseshoe-shaped... um it's it's an organized structure of camps. Okay. And that's where people are like sleeping and the camps themselves will often each have their own character. Like people will set up a camp in order to provide people with breakfast. So they've got uh-huh. like this breakfast camp and people will roll there to get some food or like another camp will be um like a circus where people can go and like watch people perform circus acts. And so I was just like riding through these like streets, essentially, just kind of wandering with no real destination. And all of a sudden I ended up in an area of the camps where about 90% of the people were completely naked. So I looked around and I was just completely surrounded by ass naked people, just dicks everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I felt like kind of frightened. I was like, oh shit, I made a wrong turn. (laughs) Yeah. There would be like a a naked man with boots (laughs) and a cowboy hat on, just kind of walking and i felt really out of place with my clothing on it's like oh shit like and it seemed it went on for a really long time it seemed like it would actually never end like it's like all of a sudden everyone in burning man is naked but i found out later there had just been a naked bike ride and Uh, i guess that's where they convened at the end oh that's so funny yeah oh man that's uh something about i feel like i'm beginning to understand it in a new way and the that idea of the theme of nudity uh, is big, especially since that the theme of nudity, um, in a non-sexual sense is such like a deep part of 
human nature and human mythology? Like, what is the feeling of nudity? Yeah, and, yeah. There was one point where I got naked. Um, I was going to ask. Yeah. So, do you, are you aware of Dr. Bronner's? Yeah, I am. Dr. Mm-hmm. Bronner's, um, if our listener is not aware, makes like soaps and yeah. such things with like a kind of holistic message like there's long kind of spiritual messages on like the soap bars i know those like i have a big bottle of dr bronner's and if to read everything on there would take about 15 minutes (laughs) yeah it's like a 15 minute shower (laughs) so dr bronner is like a big staple at burning man he's got a whole camp called um i don't know if it changes name year to year but this year is called foam against the machine ah and what you do at, at dr bronner's camp this year which i know is a recurring thing is they usher a bunch of people into this indoor space and like there's kind of preliminary gatherings where people basically agree like this isn't a place for touching people. It's not a place for sexuality, but everyone goes in and everyone gets naked and they blast everyone with like foam soap and then just like shower them down and hose them down as people are just standing there naked. And there's also music playing. So people who have just been like cleansed are just dancing naked. And so it's like, well, I got to try that. So wow. I did that. And so there I am in this room surrounded by like probably 300 n- naked people, completely naked people. And, you know, couples are like washing each other. Some people are just kind of there on their own, but there's nothing sexual about it it wasn't sexually charged at all it was just people being naked and bathing (laughs) that's amazing wow yeah yeah Yeah, i had to get out of my comfort zone for that one (laughs) yeah i bet but like something about the way you describe that is like that is so just utterly fascinating this fact that like fascinating yes It seems so calm, kind of calming, like even though there's mm-hmm. like this music and foam being blasted at you and you just sort of yeah. go there to wash yourself and then you're standing naked kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. right. Could you have just like, in terms of the size of the camp, like after you'd like washed off, could you have just run naked to like be by yourself in the middle of the stars or something like that? Yeah. If you did it at night, for sure. Yeah. That'd, that'd be amazing. Yeah. If you really wanted to. <laughs> And yeah, like when people got foamed, they were like laughing hysterically and people oh, would so chant funny. like more foam, more foam. <laughs> wow. So much of this is evoking to me this sense of the Garden of Eden <laughs> 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 and how yeah, it's, yeah. you know, humanity has not yet sinned and so has not yet found death and destruction and shame uh and exists in a state of perfection and everyone is naked in the garden of eden um because Mm -hmm. shame is is a is a result of sin and this place is i mean it seems like it's really either trying or just by happenstance tapping into these like profound deep experiences that we so often coin as uniquely human experiences whether Mm -hmm. they're like redemption or openness or primordial yelling you know something like that. oh yeah lots of that yeah i think like what you just said is getting close to like that elusive heart or spirit of burning man yeah um but you know it's it's really it really does like open these avenues towards something primal towards something like you realize how structured and confined our society is and how like 
the uh, boundaries that we kind of take as given are actually constructs and um, uh, like basically implemented to, um, I mean, essentially channel behaviors in particular directions. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of the behavioral spectrum that isn't allowed in society. And this is a place where people just wow. unleash like open all the doors for that and unleash the gates to the extent that they're willing and able and to the extent that they're respecting the people around them and not just being like psychopaths. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to, I was going to kind of ask about that. I certainly have, what I've gotten a burning man is like always the sense of respect. And even the fact that like, I've never seen anything related to burning man where the people of burning man try and present it as the greatest thing ever. But people do that about Coachella. Uh, <laughs> and so it's almost like this deep, profound respect for people's experiences. And I was thinking about this as you were saying that, you know, this idea of social constructs and how we as people, we try and find these outlets to like relieve ourselves of these constructs that are so ingrained in us. We, like you said, don't realize they're constructs. And some people do it by like, partying some people do it by like mm-hmm. on the weekends like just going crazy or or like yeah. or some people do it by like <laughs> literally like going all uh michael douglas from the movie falling down or whatever you know just like like literally having a fucking breakdown um, yeah yeah or it's like strip clubs prostitutes yeah exactly football games football uh, i need to escape the contracts of society so i'm gonna watch football all day yeah. saturday and all day sunday <laughs> And I need to release this buildup of like aggression inside uh-huh. of me. And so I need to be in this dome of mm-hmm. 60,000 people and scream yeah. while getting intoxicated. Yeah. Video games. I know yeah, like, yeah. video games have become so popular among people like our age where it's like come home from work and it's just like, then I go kill people for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it's becoming more and more real with VR. Yeah. So, and then I just thought about this idea of like, Oh, like bros find a primordial outlet when they like go to a bar and get in a fight, but that is disrespecting other people. You know, like uh-huh. I'm gonna fight this person, disrespect them. Yeah. But Burning Man, it's really it's making me feel interesting. Just hearing you talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> feel interesting. Inter- if it, I I feel interesting right now. Like not like the stuff I'm saying is interesting, but like I'm I have an interesting feeling. Oh, the sensations. The, that you the sensation. Yeah, the sensations are they're they're interesting. I wasn't expecting yes. you to feel this way. Yeah, you know that was a consistent thing for me over the course of the um, how long was I there? Seven days. Wow. Seven days that I was there. Um, definitely constantly feeling interesting. Mm, um, mm-hmm. and like a fascinating part about it is that, you know, we're talking about like these primal sides of humanity, you know, nakedness and like primal screaming and like, yeah, I'm sure tons of people have crazy sex. There are actually orgy tents there. Really? That, like, yeah. That you could go to, like, you can't go. There's, there's, it's interesting cause it's so formless, but there's also rules yeah. and people have to respect the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't go to like the orgy tent as a single guy. You have to go like with a partner, but hmm. there's, I don't know. I heard people talking about them. Like, yeah, it's great. Like people, some people are having sex. Some people are just like touching each other, like doing whatever. And there's like gay orgy tents and trans orgy tents. Like, so you can do that if that's mm-hmm. what you're being drawn to, but it's far from like, you know, there's no pressure. You can do whatever you want. So there is that primal side, but there's also like the, technological side yeah and it's like you get to you get to witness like amazing advances in technology through the art 
and just just randomly like you'll be like through the art cars and um i'm trying to think of a a good example and, and some of them are just like funny like <laughs> we're just riding around the plot the playa me and that german swiss psychiatrist mm-hmm. and we stumbled upon like someone made like a piano thing out of staplers and so you just like played these staplers and it would like make like noises like tones and you could play songs and then you could press these buttons on it that would like change the tone and like mm-hmm. change the dissonance and whatnot and you know it was just kind of a fun little display of of technology so uh, and like even some of the vehicles people were like traveling around on you know lots of people are using bikes but these this one group of people would wear like these white cloaks and they'd travel around on these like led surfboards on wheels that would like change colors and lights and i'd met one of the women who like did them and they were all engineers in silicon valley so they just like created those and they were just like rolling around the playa on these like, surfboards on wheels yeah yeah uh, so it's, it's just an incredible like like balance or like meeting of the two and like like the architecture like they build this 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 is something i think you would really appreciate mm-hmm. that like every year they build a temple mm-hmm. and they build it like for three weeks leading up to burning man and then like it's there and people go in the temple they write all over it they like leave offerings and like it's a really powerful like sad place like i went and just felt myself like weeping for like these like the sense of loss and then at the on the last night they erupted in flames they burn it to the ground you're gonna say that yeah and so everyone gathers around and everyone's like silent just watching this temple engulf in flames wow and they've spent so much time and energy and effort and money to build this over the course of three weeks and they just burn it down. They build it in order to burn it. It's like this, this event of impermanence that reminds me of like those Tibetan like mandalas, you know, that they make and then they just wash it away. But like, then I went later in the night with some friends to the temple, like after it had burned to the ground, it was Mm -hmm. just like smoldering ashes that looked like a lava field. And there are a bunch of naked people like running over the coals. (laughs) This one guy who was like tall and bald and really skinny was like running around like clucking like a chicken wow. <laughs> in his arms like a chicken. It was it was so strange and hilarious and just amazing. Oh my god. That <laughs> sounds so amazing. That is like that that image to me is sort of like encapsulates like the spectrum of of like possible human emotion. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like this idea of impermanence, sadness, and like rebirth. Dude, uh-huh. This guy running around naked, <laughs> plucking like a chicken. Plucking like a chicken. <laughs> that is so absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. This sounds ridiculously cool. <laughs> Everything about this sounds amazing. <laughs> and And everything I've said is still like not even close to what the experience of it is wow like <laughs> and i don't and i don't say that in a way of like oh now i get it like yeah yeah i'm oh, in, yeah. in the know now it's more like i want to say it as an invitation like if you ever get a chance like you or anyone listening yeah it is it is very worth going because you will see things that are not currently within your your spectrum of possibility that's amazing <laughs> that's so cool uh something you said a few minutes ago really piqued my interest and in it. it's the idea of rules 
Yeah. Like, how are, are like, are there, I know you said there, there, there are rules, but it's like, yeah, are there rules? What kind of, what are they? If you could kind of condense them or describe them and like, how do people find out about the rules? Yeah. So there are like, I think 10 principles of Burning Man and you can just go on their website and find that. Okay. And I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but like one of them's like leave no trace. Mm. So, you know, if you go to Coachella, there's going to be trash and garbage all over the fucking place. It's just yeah. going to be like a nightmare where it's like, you know, you're there at Burning Man after a week and it's hard to find anything on the ground. Really? Like people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just That's like amazing. people pick up for themselves and they don't leave shit around. Like if you do, like there's a sense that you're violating something sacred. Like people even will carry something around for their cigarette butts. Wow. Like no one's dropping shit. And like, there's a, like an expectation that if you see stuff on the ground, which is called moop matter out of place, ah. then, then you pick it up and you wow. get rid of it. <laughs> and you, <laughs> yeah. That, and you take it out of the playa. That word, that word means so much <laughs> moop because <laughs> trash is something that is useless and and worthy of destruction but moop it has such a more delicate <laughs> delicate understanding of the balance of the universe the fact that this yeah. is simply just out of place it's not in the right place yeah it's not where it belongs <laughs> it's not where it belongs it's like much more delicate than like rubbish or garbage or trash mm-hmm. which just has this final shit. judgment to it right yeah right. shit <laughs> yeah and like um, some of the other ones are like radical self-reliance because you can't buy stuff when you're there. Like mm. at Coachella, there'll be food stands oh, that you could yeah. go buy, but like you got to bring your food. And it's also like radical self-expression, I think is another one, like a judgment-free zone um, and like giving. It's the whole economy of the place is different, which is one of the most fascinating parts mm. in that people go and they give and it's not a barter thing. It's not like, oh, hey, I'll give you like this um, quesadilla if you give me like a beer mm-hmm. or something like that. It's like you will be biking around and someone will jump in front of you and be like, have a quesadilla. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, they'll guide you to a table and someone will give you a quesadilla. They're just like, have a great burn. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And that leads to so many great experiences. Like I was riding home one day and some guy's just like, how would you like some tea? It's like tea sounds swell right now. And he brought me into this tea yurt and I like sat down as this girl, like very intentionally poured some really, really good white tea. And all of a sudden, like <laughs> four other people gathered around and we just like became friends. It's amazing. <laughs> so, and it has this effect where like, um, it makes you want to give more like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it like if I go again next year, I'm going to think a lot more like what can I give to more people because not because I have to, but because when you receive like the effect is wanting to give more. Like I don't think many people go like just to take, yeah. but you know, it's also like if you run out of food, you, know, you can go out and you'll probably find some like people are looking out for each other. And it's, I just realized how drastically different it is from the structures of like our you know, capitalist society where like individuals buy individual things for themselves and, um, you know, they keep that and that's theirs. And that in itself, like creates boundaries and that creates like, this is mine, that is yours. And there's no sense of like togetherness with the stuff. It's like, I paid for this, this is mine. And so just like the very distinction between buying things for yourself or, 
bringing things to give completely changes like the dynamic of social relations. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Something about that. Uh, do, do you ever, this, this is kind of, kind of jumping on a different, different frame, but it's influenced by what you were just saying actually kind of made me feel a little sad. Uh, I don't know why it filled me with sort of that sense of like sadness of like, that sounds so good. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sounds so good and it's not it's not like everywhere. Yeah. Like, it won't be. There, yeah. That's that's actually I think that shows like how empathetic you are because people get very sad about going back to the real world after Burning Man. Like they they call it um the default world. This is Oh my god. Yeah. So we're great living, words. Yeah, yeah. We're living in the default world and like I was talking to this guy toward the end who gave me just this like metal flower pin that he made and he's just like here this is for you. He's like I make these and I give them to people and he's talking about like after his or last year's burn that he and some friends they left and you know they were so sad to go back to the real world and they went to a restaurant and on the way back to try to like I don't know, keep the spirit going and he said like before they even started ordering, everyone just started crying. All of them. Oh my God. They just started crying because they just looked around and saw like how different everything was. Wow. Yeah. God, I did not fully realize how like rooted in spirituality Burning Man is. And I almost feel like saying spirituality is like, not quite doing it justice. You know what I mean? It's like, there, there's like, I think there's a word I'm looking for and it's like spirituality. It's like experience. It's like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't quite realize that it was so focused on the internal of, of each individual who's there. Yeah. I didn't either. Like, I didn't realize that it seems like it's almost designed that way, or at least designed yeah. to help that. Yeah, it is, I would say. Um, and I, I didn't realize beforehand, like, it's challenging. You know, it's, there's a lot of bliss to be had, like incredible, incredible connections. But I think almost everyone there gets challenged, like at a deep emotional existential level. And they will come awesome. face to face with like, their limitations and like, you know, where their personal boundaries are and like what they're holding on to that they don't want to hold on to anymore. And like some people, like they'll just feel the most profound sense of isolation out there, you know, like they'll mm -hmm. look around and see all these amazing connections happening and just feel so alone. And like, I felt that sometimes, but like, it was great. It was like a beautiful part of the experience. And like, for me, I, I definitely came to came face to face with like shit that I'm still holding on to, or I'd still mm -hmm. been holding on to like, you know, deeply rooted, like trauma, mm -hmm. things that just like stories that I just kind of tell over and over of like who I am and like the things that I struggle with. Mm -hmm. And as they were coming up in this place, I just kind of had this sense, like, I don't need to carry this shit anymore. Like mm. I am choosing to carry this by repeating these stories over and over and so it came to the night of the man burn, which is ah, one of the parts that we haven't talked about. Yeah. 
the man is at the center of the playa. So it's like what people use to orient because it's this vast space. So people will kind of look for the man and they'll be able to kind of tell where they are so they can get to their camp. And then on the second to last night, you know, they burn it. They erupt mm -hmm. it in flames and explosions and there's fireworks and like everyone gathers for it. And, you know, everyone kind of knows that that happens there. But I was talking to some guys when we were on the way there. I had the good fortune of being with like a really good community in my camp. And we just all cool. hung out and experienced that together. And I turned to this guy. I was like, I, you know, I, I know there's probably no absolute meaning to this, but like, you know, is, is there some meaning to the, to the man burn? He's like, it's whatever you need it to be. It's whatever mm -hmm. you want it to be. So it's this like powerfully symbolic act that like just exists as the symbol itself. And then each person is invited to experience it in his or her own way and approach wow. it as they wish. And for me, it was this amazingly symbolic act of simultaneous release, like literal burning away of the shit that I don't want to carry anymore mm -hmm. while simultaneously erupting with like the fires of passion and life energy yeah. and like will and like exuberance for all that is. And like, I just like felt all of that as it was happening and it was just fucking amazing. Like I'm, and now I have that image to come back to when I meditate, like I can just sit down yeah. and, visualize that moment because it's such a powerful image and kind of connect to that that's awesome that is very very cool <laughs> i know that's um i don't know much about it but i think that idea of burning a, like a human like a human form made of wood goes back to like ancient pagan times or something like that i want to yeah. say that that might have been a pagan ritual yeah yeah and definitely and it's it's emulated in the movie Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage version, right? Yeah, I, which I've actually never seen. Have you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's worth a watch. Is it worth a snob? It is worth a snob. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's it's got some of the most iconic bad scenes ever. It does. Yeah, the yeah. bees. The bees. Yeah, Nick yeah. Cage like. Um, punching punching woman. multiple women in the face one time yeah, while he's right. wearing a bear outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just decks this woman. <laughs> wow, maybe that's worth a snob. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> wow. Someone so that, I was listening to a, a podcast about it, and this author named Jamie Wheel, who wrote a book called Stealing Fire, which is about flow state. Um, what's flow state? Uh, it, I think the book kind of tries to def define it, but it's, I think it's like when you, you get into a state of such kind of equilibrium and focus to where almost kind of like the world disappears uh, around uh -huh. and like, like an athlete can get into a state of flow uh, where they're just so completely connected and yeah, yeah. like in tune that it's like, they're not even thinking anymore. They're just this purely like instinctual being at like almost kind of like a peak of potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think he studies that state, um, but he was talking about like the kind of Christian connections to the burning man. And I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of how like everyone's kind of putting all their things onto this, this man, like their sins and it's kind of encapsulating. And then when it burns people, you know, scream like burn, burn, you know, like the crowd just like chanting to crucify Jesus, ah. like, you know, like just releasing this, this aggression against that which like has received all of their burdens. Ah, uh, wow. Interesting. I that was interesting. That is really interesting. 
Yeah, it seems uh, like an archetypally symbolic act. Like it just yeah. has deep unconscious meaning and it's not it's not even close to like one interpretation. It's infinite. It seems oh, that's so cool. I mean, it seems like some of these things that you've been describing that happen at Burning Man seem like they must show up in virtually every single human spirituality or mythology. Like some of them just seem so base to human nature. Yeah. I mean, like the idea of burning, the burning of the, the man burn is the second to last night and the burning of the temple is the last night. Mm-hmm. God, that's just like, it even seems like structured in like such a way. I mean, I have no idea of like what the intention is, but it's like, it's like you get a full day there after the man burn. And like, presumably, does everyone stay there the entire time? Nope, not everyone. Um, okay. But I think the the first like really big mass exodus is after the temple burn. Okay. Like that night? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of people will leave then. And then the next day is when most people leave. Um, but it, like, it's kind of seems cool that it's like the burning. I figured the, the man it's called the man burn. Yeah. The man burn, the man burn. I figured that <laughs> would happen the last night, but it's kind of too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize there was the whole temple thing. Yeah. It's kind of cool that it's like, you get like I'm looking at it from the lens of like rebirth with the man burn. Uh-huh. Um, and you get a full day there in that rebirth state. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it happens, you still have a full day afterward. And then the temple is like that last final seal of like, like now, now the time here is everything I've brought is, is now it is now done. Yeah. 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 It was, it was fascinating and like very much like what you're describing. Cause like the man burn is like a notorious night for like wildness, like mm. craziness, tons and tons of like music. And like, it's like the night where people really, really go out apparently. Ah, cool. Even though I, I guess this year, the night before was the wildest, but the mm. man burn night was still, you know, tons going on. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, people are like breaking down their camps and people are like, it, it was, it just had way more of a solemn atmosphere. And then, mm. you know, in stark contrast to the man burn where people are screaming and, you know, going completely bonkers. Yeah. The temple burn, like people are just quiet. And like, at one point people were like yelling and this guy just yells, shut the fuck up newbies. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's like a little bit of like antagonism, I think toward new people because everyone's mm-hmm. all the old not all the old burners but some of them are like oh it's not what it used to be you know like what mm. people do about everything of course yeah but yeah there's definitely a, like solemnity to that that last night where like yeah it was it, it felt like more sad hmm. and a lot had to do i think with the fact that the temple was such a place for like people letting go of like like loved ones and stuff. Like there was a lot of sadness condensed at that place. Wow. But then there's also chicken man. Yeah. How many people are at burning man? Um, over 70,000 this year. Holy fuck. Yeah. For some reason I had 40,000 in my head and I was like, I might be wrong. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. That is huge. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. How how big is it? If you had to like, let's say you had to walk from one end to the other, like miles, how big? Um, oh man, I would have to think like 
I'd have to think five to seven. <sighs> like from one side of the circle to the other? Yeah. Because like, wow. there's like the U with all the camps. Mm-hmm. And then in the center, that U is the man. And then okay. kind of at the, the peak, like if the U were to continue into a circle, like at mm-hmm. that peak would be where the temple is. And beyond that is what's called the deep playa. And out there wow. is just like vastness and, you know, some art displays and some of the art displays move and it's just massive, just all this space. And eventually there's a fence. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's I like realize a, a, lim- a limit. Um, what is, where is it again? What, what it's, state? It's in Nevada. It's in Nevada. Okay. Yeah. So the, it's closer to Reno than Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's like 140 okay. miles from Reno and it's just like north of Reno and it's in a place called the Black Rock Desert. Okay. And Burning Man is in what's called Black Rock City. And like what I'm describing, these camps, these art displays, that is mm-hmm. Black Rock City. It's a temporary city that is constructed and then deconstructed. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, so wild. So is that kind of, is it far from like Lake Tahoe? Is it kind of in that part of Nevada? I'm not exactly sure where Tahoe is, but okay. like, I think, yeah. I think fairly close. Like the vast okay. majority of people I met were from San Francisco. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. And I know that was just you know, like a five or six hour drive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know why I thought it was like Southern. That was closer to like LA. Um, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it has a, a wild way of connecting people and like, you know, on the drive home, I drove from Fort Collins, which was mm-hmm. 16 hours. And wow. on the drive back, I, I think it was this, the, no, it was the first day of my drive back, but I've been driving for like six hours mm-hmm. and I stopped at a rest stop and there was like one other car there and these two girls there. And it was very clear that we had both been to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. And then we just like sat there and talked to each other for like a half hour and just wow. like shared stories and like felt super connected and ended with like these really long, intimate hugs it's amazing. It just had a rest stop like the day later. And like, it was, it was just like that experience connected us in a way that we would not have been in just the, the default world. I was just going to say, what is the name of this world? <laughs> wow. I thought of the Truman show many times. Ah, good point. I was thinking the matrix, the matrix as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I heard several people bring both of them up in conversation. Wow. That's amazing. I'm I'm like pretty <laughs> speechless. Yeah, you got to come next year, man. I really <laughs> want to. <laughs> I really want to go. Yeah. When when was it about a week ago? 2 weeks ago? Uh it was the 26th through the 4th, I believe. Okay. Of August to September? Yeah, August to September. So I think it I think the man burn weekend always happens on like Labor Day weekend. Oh shit, that's right. Like you literally just got back. I just got back, um, yeah, like two days ago. Okay, yeah. And I've been having weird fucking dreams. Really? Yeah, like I'm still there and like exploring camps and apparently like that's like very common. Like this one guy, this one guy in my camp told me that he went for the first time last year and dreamed of Burning Man every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I would love to, sorry. Um. I'm tired from playing that stupid fucking video game all day on my fucking phone. I think that's why I, I think that's why I, like I felt that sadness earlier because mm. I was like diagnosing myself as you were describing this place. I was pitting myself and my actions against 
how I should be. Not should in like a <laughs> default construct way, but how I ought to, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you heard some, I feel like you tend to attract a certain kind of individual that always makes me laugh. And I think I brought up to you that my friend Bobby, uh, also does. You two have this, have this something about you. I don't know if it's like a certain openness that people can just like quickly read or what, but you tend to attract interesting people. Like people will just like, <laughs> like it's happened to you so many times, like in a group of people, you'll have strange people who will single you out and then just go <laughs> and go start talking to you. <laughs> yeah. And usually they end up telling you some fancy, crazy story. And I can only imagine that you had to have experienced something like that or like, like that, I, I thought about that because you said the guy dreamed of Burning Man for literally every day, and that could be true. But that also just sounds like a really funny thing someone would say, like an ant, yeah. like you know, like I don't know. But do you have anything else like that? Oh man, um, I'm sure I did, but like it's almost like every encounter was like that. <laughs> I, I kind of figured. Yeah, yeah, it's like hard to. Yeah, it kind of felt like the type of person in the the default world that would come up and be like, holy shit, that's a strange person, was just about 90% of the people at Burning Man. Like, okay, yeah. All those people are the ones who go there. So it was just kind of like every conversation. Um, I don't know if there's any I could, I can really single out off the top of my head. Um, that's all right if they come yeah. back to you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a spectacle to behold yeah how how were the sunsets sunsets were awesome sunsets were really really amazing and even more amazing with the sunrises oh wow there was one night when i stayed up all night on the playa with my companion my mentor cool and yeah we just kept going through the night and all of a sudden like the sky became light again and the most incredible expansive colorful sunset I've ever seen happened. And like right when the sun became visible, everyone just started cheering. Oh, that's amazing. Like, yeah. People started cheering and like this, this art car with like, it was called like the pineapple car. It was like playing just these like kind of gentle, loving, welcoming songs. And everyone was just like dancing and so happy, like that this new day was starting. And we were like surround, we were around this massive sculpture of these two, like, mirror surface like lovers holding each other and like wow. the forms of them like there were no discerning you know they were bald there was no discerning facial features mm -hmm. it was just like these forms holding each other and everyone was just like celebrating just wow. like the fact that the sun was rising that is so fucking amazing <laughs> <laughs> i uh when i was in college we had uh like a library that faced Lake Michigan um, and Lake Michigan faces East. So you get these great sunrises off Lake Michigan and in the winter, the sun would rise so late here in Chicago, like it rises after seven in the morning. So people would already be at the library studying. And I was there often, like, especially around exam time. So like mid December when it's like the darkest days of the year. And I noticed this fascinating thing. Every time I was in the library before sunrise, as the sun was about to crest over Lake Michigan, 
pretty much everyone studying would just stand up and walk toward the windows of the library and watch the sunrise. Just like everyone would just take like a two minute break and just watch it until it got fully above the water, like totally crested. But the amazing thing about it too, well, first of all, I think sometimes people cheered a little bit, which was kind of funny. (laughs) Um, I just found it to be so profound that like everyone's just taking this break to watch the sunrise and it's like, yeah. it was, it was calming. It was soothing. It was like, it made you happy. And like studying for exams, it's like the least joyful thing on the fucking earth. <laughs> so like, it was nice to have that break. But the amazing thing I noticed one time as I, I was like, I was really in the zone and I was writing something or reading something. And, and then I looked up and I was like, oh yeah, it's sunrise time. And I went to go walk over by everyone watching the sunrise. And I noticed that when everyone watched the sunrise, it's like everyone naturally gathered together. So it's mm. not like people were spread out the entire length of the library watching at their own like individual section of window. It was like everyone stood within like a 50 square foot area. And I have no mm. idea why, but I just, that's where everyone was. And I walked over there. And, and when I noticed that that time, I realized that every time that had happened, that same thing happened. People just go, they went, they stood by each other and watched the sunrise. So fucking cool. It's- yeah, it's pretty amazing. I can only imagine seeing that out like on a desert plain, how amazing that would be. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the amazing thing is like regardless of where you are, like the sun rising connects to like something enduring that like has been there since the beginning of our species mm-hmm. where like this sense of amazement at this star like coming back into view after having been gone yeah in this darkness and like here it is back and like it's just like this con- this rebirth every single day yeah. and like you know we, we don't really notice it that much yeah. anymore like typically you have to kind of seek it out uh-huh. but you know you have to think there was a time when like every single day people were noticing it and every single day people were amazed by it yeah and that still is happening Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I look forward to you joining. <laughs> yeah. I mean, t- all of this just makes me want to experience pagan rituals. Yeah. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. There's something, something that they get at. Yeah, they really do. I even heard that. Um, I didn't see this, but someone told me that. Um, after they burned the man, I think at sunrise the next morning, a, um, a companion of mine went over to like watch the ashes. And he said a big group was just cooking a carcass on the embers. They're wow. cooking like a lamb. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, un- unlike the, uh, unlike the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, they prefer it cooked. Yeah. <laughs> Simply just yeah. chomp a goat. Not just raw with a chain around its neck. Uh Uh-huh. Spitting out its leg. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we can, uh, I guess we can wrap it up. Yeah. This conversation makes me want to live a better life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, something about this conversation has been so, like, positive. (laughs) And it made me feel good that I can just, I can only imagine it at how you possibly have felt, uh, during the whole burning man process and beyond. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that you feel that way. Cause I feel like 
that that means something's been communicated beyond just the words because yeah yeah that's that's what i've come away with and i i know it's only a few days after but in each of these days after i have felt different than i think i felt for a long time like still fundamentally myself but with what feels like a changing outlook and to the point that i just put in my two weeks at my job today like i realized i was not happy there and like it was a ball of stress and worry and like it was holding me back from doing things that i really want to do which is like these just just creative expression you know just being around this creative energy was just so inspiring and like it's just you know realize the how finite everything really is and like why wouldn't we live our you know our, our ideal manifestations to the best of our abilities at any given time yeah and you know it's cliche it sounds cliche but like i really felt that and like you know i i want to get rid of the habits and patterns of my life that are there not to serve my purpose, but rather to serve what I think I should be doing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, it was super, super life affirming. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you, for those of you out there who are listening and like, oh, well, like I'd love to do Burning Man, but I can't afford it. It's too expensive. Um, they offer low income tickets really? and yeah, and you can get it for significantly less than the price of Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you can. Yeah. <laughs> God, I am so amazed. I am just, I feel so amazed right now. <laughs> Me too. Like, Me too. Here's, here's what I want to do. Like right now, I either want to go take a walk or read a book. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a good sign. Yeah. And even, yeah, that's, wow. Two good things. Two good things. I feel, <laughs> I likewise feel very affirmed. <laughs> Amazing. Good. Very good. Let's that's hope cool. our listener does too. I, I really hope so. I really hope the listener got something out of this. I, I certainly yeah. did. Um, I wasn't, I was not expecting, I was expecting to learn about, about Burning Man. I wasn't expecting to experience some of it. And I really feel like I did. <laughs> and yeah, I also, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I also kind of feel like we barely scratched the surface. See, that's what I feel about my experience. Like, I bet if someone listens to this podcast, who's been to Burning Man for six years, they would think like, oh yeah, that guy definitely was there for the first time. Ah, like, interesting. It's I, that's why people go back year after year. It's not like Coachella where you just go back and like there's different bands. Mm-hmm. It's like you go back and you have more confidence to interact at a deeper level wow. because there's endless levels of interaction. And like, you know, for me, the first few days I was like wandering at a distance, like what the fuck is this place? Like, how mm-hmm. do I even do this? And if it weren't for like my mentor figure kind of showing me the ropes and like, showing me how interactive it is i might have stayed there but like you know it's you can just interact more and more and so i I talked to people whose second year it was you know they were like yeah i've gone deeper this year i have more confidence i'm talking to more people i'm interacting with more camps and like i'm getting even more out of it so i think that's why people come back year after year because there's nothing repetitive about it even if like 
there's the same camps. There's going to be new art displays, new people, new moments, new situations, new possibilities. And like this, I think the last point to make is like the, there's this unbelievable level of synchronicity hmm. there. Like synchronicity is the Jungian term uh, yeah. of like when I've heard it described as like meaningful coincidences, when things yeah. coincide in a way that seems meaningful, even though they don't seem to have any relation. It's like when you think of a friend and all of a sudden that friend texts you. Yeah. Like, wow. Well, that's weird. Something's going on here. Mm -hmm. Synchronicity isn't like, a multi-day, like mul multiple times a day occurrence for most people at Burning Man. Wow. It just happens regularly. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that is, but it's something to do with like that style of living and that degree of openness and that degree of expression just like yields connections that seem impossible. That's amazing. Yeah. I could tell one crazy one to finish it. Please. Because I, I don't have it. I, I, I can't speak anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, my way, I think, of giving back this year is volunteering for what's called the Zendo Project. And the awesome. Zendo Project is through an organization called MAPS, which is the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. And so mm -hmm. a lot of people now have heard that MDMA is being used for the clinical treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. MDMA, which is you know, ecstasy, and mm -hmm. that it's being used and very, very close to being approved by the FDA as a legal um, therapeutic medication. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they're behind that. But the Zendo Project is, um, it basically brings volunteers together and they volunteer their time to basically sit with people who are having bad experiences because people know that psychedelics can turn dark and so if someone's just stranded out in the middle of burning man when a psychedelic experience goes dark like that is not good that is a very overwhelming place to be so if they go to the zendo tent which is at like kind of the center of the camps then like volunteers like like me and 250 other people um who are always there throughout entire burning man We'll sit with them in like a calm space and like talk them through it, reground them and just be with them so that they can kind of come back to like a good place. Oh my God. And so I learned about the Zendo Project on a podcast called the Tim Ferriss Show. Have you heard of it? I have. Yeah. Tim Ferriss is like a big influencer in Silicon Valley. He's like a venture capitalist. He's a best-selling author. Like, you know, he's got millions of followers on social media, like one of the most downloaded podcasts that exists. And he's like a, I guess, a big supporter. And he talked about the Zendo Project one day on the podcast. Like, damn, that sounds interesting. I would love to do that. Yeah. And so I did it at Burning Man. And so I showed up for my first shift, which was a midnight until 8 a.m. shift on mm -hmm. Thursday night. And so I showed up at midnight, just like feeling ready, rested, like ready to sit with people. And... I hear this guy like talking next to me and like I turn to him and I start talking and within a few seconds I realize it is Tim Ferriss and 
it was just him and we were just talking to each other there oh and my next God. thing i knew like we were sitting together in the zendo tent through the night like we were the only two like males in there and like all of a sudden it's like 3 a.m and tim ferris walks over and like gives me coffee and he's like coffee delivery i was like what the fuck man like oh my god this, i mean I, yeah there's a logical connection there but like i didn't know he'd be there and like the fact that my first shift he's just like right there this guy who like told me about this place inadvertently and all exactly. of a sudden, like he's right across from me wow. and like it just felt like this really really crazy like profound experience like holy shit like stuff like this happens here that's amazing <laughs> it's like to that podcast he was calling out to you he's like come meet me yeah, yeah come meet me at the zendo tent wow <laughs> oh and uh, i think you'd um Actually, I, I feel like I I shouldn't say this. People have I'll tell I'll tell you this individually. People have playa names. People go by different names there. Oh, great! And you would you would enjoy his name. I'm I'm sorry to the listener for not saying it, but I feel like it would be it would be disrespectful. Very nice of you. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, they, they, I think the listener understands. Otherwise, otherwise they likely didn't listen to this episode all the way to this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> quite possible <laughs> yeah just weird synchronicities man it was some amazing stuff that's fucking amazing that is so fucking cool <laughs> i feel affirmed i feel like life is good yeah that's what i felt too that's so fucking feel. amazing yeah it's a it feels like a really really cool gift <laughs> awesome i'm so glad you went thank you me too yeah i'm so glad we did this episode this has so been fun I, it's been yeah. like a really cool way of reliving it and getting to share it yeah i can't wait to keep talking with you like months down the road and yeah, and yeah. hearing the occasional like how it's now affecting you you know <laughs> right right yeah i'm sure it will continue having a rippling effect very cool yeah. Well, um, if there's anyone still listening at this point, I would like to say thank you for listening and for going on this journey with us. And um, if you'd like to communicate more about any of this, reach out to us. Go to generalsnobbery.com and um, you'll find contact information. And um, love to keep the conversation going. And maybe you can join at Burning Man next year. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, thank you, listener. Um, be on the lookout for perhaps future snob on the wicker man <laughs> perhaps the wicker man <laughs> <laughs> all right well all the best to you farewell well.